Aloha, people of God. It's your brother, Mike Dillard, coming at you live and direct from Honolulu, Hawaii. Welcome to Fully Submitted with Brother Mike. How's everybody doing today? It is bright and early over here in, in Hawaii. It's not even six in the morning. I actually told myself that I was going to be, I'm going to start work uh, at a certain time in the morning, but the podcast came to me, the word of the Lord came to me. And so you know how it is, right? We can make our own plans, but God directs our footsteps. And so <laughs> without further ado, we're going to go ahead and get into today's lesson. Let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, you are the great king, the king of the universe. You are the God of gods, the Lord of lords. We worship you, God. There is none other that is greater than yours. There's no power that is greater than yours. There's no voice. There's no name. There's no word that's greater than yours, almighty God. And as your people, as your children, God, we crave the sound of your voice, God. We crave the holy words of the most high God who would speak to his children. Father, we are in absolute and total awe of you, God. We adore you, God. We, we are amazed at you, God. There's no one like you. There's no body. There's no thing in all creation that is like unto the Lord our God. God, we ask that you be with us today, that your presence go before us. God, we ask that you would continue to indwell us, God, and that you would give us wisdom and insight and clarity and power, God, and understanding of your word, God. Help us to apply it, God, in our lives like never before. Father, I pray for the anointing to deliver this message. God, I ask that you would deliver it through me because I am not able to do this unless you do it through me. And with these things, we ask in the name of your precious son, Jesus. Amen. And amen. All right. All right. Let's let's do it. Let's do it. OK, so today's episode is thus says the king. Thus says the king. Right. Thus says the king. You ever notice when you're reading the Bible and even in life, right? There's always a word from man. There's a word from man that you're gonna hear. It may be a written word. It may be a spoken word, but it is, don't get it twisted, just the word of a man. Oh, okay. It is the word of a man, a human. But then... We have the words, the awesome and wonderful words of the Lord, our God. Now, sometimes the word, it's literally the word of God, right? It's, it's in the Bible. You're reading the Bible and you get encouraged by something that you read in the Bible because it is the word of God. Amen. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will speak to you in a moment. And you'll understand the thing or he will encourage you in that moment. You know, he may tell you, peace, be still, whatever it is. It is still the word of the Lord. In other words, it is thus saith the Lord, thus says the Lord. And so as Christians, as mature believers, it is our responsibility to remember 
how things work spiritually, there is always going to come the word of man to contradict the word of the Lord and or it's always going to be the word of man to contradict what you already know about the Lord. Now we're going to read, we're going to read in uh, Isaiah, the book of Isaiah. And this is a story that you are very familiar with, but you're going to see and hear how there is the word of man that comes to intimidate God's people. It comes to, to, to intimidate them, to get them to be afraid, to not trust in the Lord. I mean, the man literally says, do not put your trust in God. Don't let, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> I'm getting a little ahead of myself, right? But you're going to see how there's the word of man and there's the word of the Lord. And depending upon who, which word you obey, that is going to determine whether you have great success or great and utter failure. All right, let's go ahead and get started with the word. So we're starting off in Isaiah 36 verses one through 10. Lots of reading today. And like I always say, please do not allow this podcast to be an excuse that you have for not reading the Bible on your own for not taking the time to diligently study the scriptures and seek the Lord. Amen. All right. Isaiah 36. The title says Sennacherib invades Judah. I apologize if I'm jacking his name up. All right. Uh, one through 10 in the 14th year of King Hezekiah, Sennacherib king of Assyria came up against all the fortified cities of Judah and took them. And the king of Assyria sent the Rabshakeh from Lachish to King Hezekiah at Jerusalem with a great army. And he stood by the conduit of the upper pool on the highway to the washer's field. And there came out to him Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah, who was over the household, and Shebna, the secretary, and Joah, the son of Asaph, the recorder. And the Rabshakeh said to them, say to Hezekiah, Thus says the great king, the king of Assyria, on what do you rest this trust of yours? Do you think that mere words are strategy and powerful war? In whom do you now trust that you have rebelled against me? Behold, you are trusting in Egypt, that broken reed of a staff, which will pierce the hand of any man who leans on it. Such is Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to all who trust in him. But if you say to me, we trust in the Lord our God. Is it not he whose high places and altars Hezekiah has removed, saying to Judah and to Jerusalem, you shall worship before this altar? Come now, make a wager with my master, the king of Assyria. I will give you 2,000 horses if you are able on your part to set riders on them. How then can you repulse a single captain among the least of my master's servants when you trust in Egypt for chariots and for horsemen? Moreover, is it without the Lord? That I have come up against this land to destroy it. The Lord said to me, go up against this land and destroy it. All right, we're going to pause right there. So, again, we see right here, there is a man coming against the people of God. Saying words, harmful words, fearful words, injurious words 
from from another man, from from the king. Thus says God, thus says the great king, not even the king, the great king. Right. And and God's people, the enemy uses his people to intimidate God's people. See, if you don't realize and remember how great your God is. See, that man, that human said that he was he represented the great king. But amen. But we serve the king of kings. Our king created everything. Our king rules the entire universe, not just some little tiny plot of land on the earth, which in the whole whole scheme of things in the universe is a very tiny dot. You have to remember the, the, who you serve. You have to remember who our God is and how great our God is. And see, when you do that, when we read that in the Bible, we, we see great victories. We, these are the victories that we talk about to this day. But it took a man or a woman or even a boy in David's case to remember how great a God they served. David said, who, who is this uncircumcised Philistine, right? The, the, Goliath was cursing God, cursing God's people. King, the king was there. King Saul was there. The whole army was there and they were terrified. But yet little David remembered how great his God was. And we know that story. We know how it ended. David received the victory. The one that was coming against the Lord was destroyed. Think about uh, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and how the great king, uh, another great king came out and gave a word. When you hear the sounds of the music, you will bow down and worship the, 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 the idol. They told the king, we're not doing that, right? <laughs> we're not going to, and basically they said, we're not going to do that. They said the Lord that we, the God that we serve is well able to deliver us. But whether he does or does not, you can be assured, O king, we're not going to bow down to you. See, it's that. You want to be great in the kingdom of God? Then you have to remember that we serve a great God. Amen. We serve the almighty God. There is no greater power than the Lord. Do you understand? Do you not understand that? You have to remember this. And, it, and it's up to you to remind yourself. In my younger days, when things would come against me, I would get discouraged. You know, and, and, and people close to me that Christian people close to me, they would have to remind me like, hey, don't you remember what the Lord did for you in, in this in this situation, in that situation? Come on, basically like, hey, buck up, right? Pick your head up. Come on, you know, suck it up. It's going to be okay. So I had to learn that. Every Christian has to learn that. And then once you learn it, then it's up to you to practice it and walk in it because the devil is always waging war against the people of God. Always till the day you die. You are at war. The planet is a war zone. OK, it's a battle zone. And you have to remember the strategies of the enemy. This is why this podcast is here. This is why even when I, I was off the air for like nine months, you know, and I thought about canceling it, I, I just couldn't cancel it. I couldn't pull the plug on the show. Why? Because the podcast will be gone. 
All the lessons that the Holy Spirit gave me to give to the body of Christ, they would just be deleted. And the whole point of this podcast is to teach you strategies of the enemy, the ways of the Lord, how to think, how to move, how the enemy thinks, how his how, how his people move against the Lord. Right. So it's, it's here to teach you how to use your weapons of warfare. But if you don't use the weapons the Holy Spirit is giving you. That's on you. That's on you. OK. All right. We're going to keep it moving here. Isaiah 36, 14 through 20. Kind of jumping around here. Thus says the king. So again, thus says the king. Do not let Hezekiah deceive you, for he will not be able to deliver you. Do not do not let Hezekiah make you trust in the Lord by saying the Lord will surely deliver us. This city will not be given into the hand of the king of Assyria. Do not listen to Hezekiah, for thus says the king of Assyria. Make your peace with me and come out to me. Then each one of you will eat of his own vine and each one of his own and each one of his own fig tree. And each one of you will drink the water of his own cistern until I come and take you away to a land like your own land, a land of grain and wine, a land of bread and vineyards. Beware lest Hezekiah mislead you by saying the Lord will deliver us. Has any of the gods of the nations delivered his land out of the hand of the king of Assyria? Where are the gods of Hamath and Arpad? Where are the gods of Sepharvaim? Have they delivered Samaria out of my hand? Who among all the gods of these lands have delivered their lands out of my hand that the Lord should deliver Jerusalem out of my hand? We're going to stop right there. The arrogance of man is always man's downfall. The arrogance of, of Lucifer was his downfall. You understand that? Never trust the words of man. I'm not saying that you discount them, right? If somebody says, hey, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z to you, don't be like, he ain't going to do nothing. He just a man. <laughs> I trust in the Lord. No, no, no. You take that threat seriously. You take it seriously, and then you go to the Lord, right? Because the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. If you don't re if you don't recognize the threat, you can't even come before the Lord in the right posture. And you're not going to get the help and the answer that you need. So take, you know, take the word seriously. However, remember who they're from. The word of man never trumps the word of the Lord. Amen. Thus says the king should never trump in your life as a mature Christian and even as a baby Christian. It should never trump. Thus says the Lord. And you notice in that passage of scripture, right, that the, the, the man, the enemy came. Right. With, with lies. We all remember the story about how God said, you know, he, he would deliver his people into a land flowing with milk and honey. Right. That was God's promise. And then here comes this murderer. Here comes this boastful, prideful, arrogant, lying man. It's this, 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 this basically a reproach before the Lord our God himself. And he's lying to the people coming with vain promises like the promise the Lord gave. The devil always does that. 
He always entices you with something that it sounds good. Well, the Lord said X, Y, and Z. The devil want to come by and be like, well, I'll give you this, that, and the other. And mine sounds even better than what the Lord did, doesn't it? Don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. The devil only comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And if you listen to his words, that's what's going to happen to you. All right? Don't be deceived. Let's keep it moving. Acts. We're going into the book of Acts 5, verses 27 through 29. Now, this is to highlight the posture, the proper posture of the believer. We know the book of Acts, the, the apostles were, were, were doing miracles. The Holy Spirit fell on the church. They, they were imbued with power from on high and they were emboldened. But the government kept telling them, stop preaching in the name of the Lord. <clears throat> so this is where we are now. Acts 5 verse 27. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council. Let me back it up, back it up, back it up. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Let me back it up for a second. We'll back it up to 24. Nope, 23. So sorry. Acts 5, verse 23. We found the prison securely locked and the guards standing at the doors. But when we opened them, we found no one inside. No one inside. Now, when the captain of the temple and the chief priests heard these words, they were greatly perplexed about them, wondering what this would come to. And someone came and told them, look, the men whom you put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. Then the captain with the officers went and brought them, but not by force, for they were afraid of being stoned by the people. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council and the high priest questioned them, saying, we strictly charged you not to teach in this name. Yet here you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching. And you intend to bring this man's blood upon us. But Peter and the apostles answered, we must obey God rather than men. Let's stop there. See. Here we have an example where. The apostles already knew what the Lord said. So it's not like they were actually waiting on the word to come from the Lord because he had already talked to them. He already gave them a command. He, he, he already told them what to do. And that's what they went out and started doing. And now we have the word of a man, thus says the king, telling them, hey, don't, don't be out here talking about the Lord. Don't be out here teaching the people in the name of the Lord. Don't be out here saying this stuff. If you do it, we're going to throw you in prison. If you do it, we're going to beat you. Like, do, do not do this. <clears throat> so they were threatened. They were threatened to go against what they already knew the Lord told them to do. And so what did they boldly say? Right. Hey, we must obey God rather than men. That was it. That's the mindset that we have to have as mature believers in Christ. And even if, and especially if you're a baby Christian listening to this, that is your mindset. It doesn't matter what everybody else is saying around you or doing around you. You get before the Lord. You go into your closet or you go into that space where you meet with the Lord. And if it's something that's really on your heart, then you cry out to the Lord. 
This is what Hezekiah did. As you study on your own time, you will see Hezekiah cried out before the Lord. Now, I know I'm here in America. You, you brother, y'all, fam, y'all are listening all over the world. I, I know that. But this is one thing that I have seen, especially in America, where men are, are conditioned. We're conditioned to not cry. We're conditioned to not let it out. Well, that may be one thing in society. However, if you want the Lord to move on your behalf, you need to learn to cry out. You need to learn to cry out. Right. Why? Because that's that's the broken hearted. The Lord moves to take care of the broken hearted. He's going to take care of you when you cry out like that. That's a fervent prayer. If you you just praying in your own understanding, oh, thee thou and thither. Come on now. That's not going to that's not going to move heaven and earth. That's not going that's not that's not going to get the heavens open up for you to get the help that you need. What if Hezekiah had done that? What if he didn't cry out? What if he didn't take the letter and, and go before the Lord and say, oh, God, please. What this, you know, he Hezekiah basically said, God, please. What this guy is saying is, is kind of true. They have wiped out everybody, God, everybody. If basically, if you don't help us, God, we're going to be destroyed. Please have mercy on us. Please have, right? He's crying out. He heard the threat of the man. It, 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 it bothered him greatly because he understood the threat. And he understood that the morale of his people was going downhill and they were terrified. And so he went before the Lord and he cried. Look up King Josiah. When King Josiah heard the words of the Lord read in his presence, he wept. He tore his clothes and the Lord responded. That is how God is. He will always respond. Not to no fake crocodile tears. I mean, the cry of your heart. You let it out before him. There's going to be tears. There's going to be angst. It's probably going to have, you know, uh, snot running down your nose and everything else. But guess what? He will move on your behalf. And that enemy that is coming against you, telling you not to trust in the Lord, will be removed. What does the Bible say, right? About submitting yourself unto God. First... Then resist the devil and he will flee. Well, how do you submit yourself unto God? One of the ways that you submit yourself unto God is to understand his principles and cry out before God. Fast and pray. Cry out before the Lord and watch what he does. The enemy has to flee. He has to flee because our God is the only God and he is sovereign. All right. We are coming to a close here very soon. We're going back into Isaiah Give me a moment, please. Isaiah 37, verses 5 through 7. When the servants of King Hezekiah came to Isaiah, Isaiah said to them, Say to your master, Thus says the Lord, Do not be afraid because of the words that you have heard with which the young men of the king of Assyria have reviled me. Behold, I will put a spirit in him so that he shall hear a rumor and return to his own land, and I will make him fall by the sword in his own land. Now we're moving to Isaiah 37, 36 through 38.
Isaiah 37, 36 through 38. And the angel of the Lord, nope, back it up, 34 through 38. By the way that he came, by the same he shall return, and he shall not come into this city, declares the Lord. For I will defend this city to save it for my own sake and for the sake of my servant David. And the angel of the Lord went out and struck down 185,000 in the camp of the Assyrians. And when people arose early in the morning, behold, these were all dead bodies. Then Sennacherib, king of Assyria, departed and returned home and lived at Nineveh. And as he was worshiping in the house of Nisroch, his god, Adremelech and Sharazar, his sons, struck him down with the sword. And after they escaped into the land of Ararat, Ishar his son reigned in his place. So what we hear is, what we see here is the fruits of trusting in what says the Lord. Because you're going to get fruit either way. If you trust in what thus says the king, what thus says man, you're going to get fruit that you don't like. And that fruit could actually be your own demise. It, it could actually lead to your own destruction and death or maybe a, 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 a professional death or maybe the death of a marriage or whatever. It's not going to end well. But when you trust in the Lord, even in the face of adversity and overwhelming odds against you, when you trust in what the Lord told you, you have to know. What God says is going to go contrary to what your eyes see. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. We walk by faith and not by sight. Right. Don't be moved by what you see. Don't be moved by what you hear. Don't be moved by what you read. If it's not the word of God, if it's not coming from the Lord, do not allow yourself to be moved by it. Trust in the Lord your God with all your heart. He will always come through. He can't not do it because that is his nature. That is who he is. He never changes. Amen. And so we see Hezekiah. Hezekiah cried out before the Lord. He wasn't too manly. He wasn't too prideful. He, you know, he, he, he cried out before God and he asked for help. He point blank asked. And the Lord responded as he always does. And what happened? He delivered them. He delivered them. The Rabshakeh got destroyed. His king got destroyed, right? They came with these great, swelling, pompous words. That's how the devil is. He's always like that. He's barking. No, he's roaring. He's roaring like a lion. He's not barking. He's roaring like a lion, but he's not the lion. He has power, but his power does not trump the power of our God. Amen. Who reigns over all. So please be encouraged today and remember our God is a great God. Remember how the devil operates. He is always, it's not like, well, you know, just this one time. He, no, no, no. He's always going to come against you with a word to intimidate you because words are power. Death and life are contained in the power of, it, of the tongue. He's always going to come with a word to intimidate you. Sometimes it's a spoken word. Sometimes it's a letter. You can just take it up to the Lord. Lord, do you see this? What is this? Oh, Lord, 
What are you going to do about this, God? You said that you would take care of me. You said that you would provide for me. You said you would protect me. You meet all my needs. Lord God, what are you going to do about it? Protect your servants. Not what am I going to do about it? Because if you ask yourself what you're going to do about it, that is the wrong way to go. You're going to end up digging a hole for yourself that's going to frustrate you and discourage you. But if you go before the Lord and you cry out and you ask him, God, what are you going to do about it? Hezekiah never said, what am I going to do about it? Lord, what are you going to do about it? Because his trust was in who? The ultimate authority. Yeah, that guy was a king in another nation. But guess what? He don't trump God. Always remember that God trumps everybody. I've literally watched God make a one billion dollar submarine sit next to the pier just because I need it. And some of you may say, oh, you're you're a little puffing yourself up there, buddy. No, it was because I needed to be at home and go to court uh, for me and my kids back in the day. And I remember that it was something super important. I couldn't miss it. I talked to my commanders. I talked to the people in charge. I explained to them my situation. What did they say? Sorry, Petty Officer Dillard. You're going out to sea. When this, when this submarine leaves, you're leaving with it. What did I do? I went in a quiet place and I cried before God. God, please don't let this happen. These are my kids, God. I could lose my kids, God. God, please do something. Either please just let me go or make this boat stand fast so I can go. And what happened? All of a sudden... The boat that was working just fine, it broke. A major system, a ventilation system, totally failed. And that that $1 billion submarine sat there next to the pier in the port, broken. Well, I went to court to take care of my kids. And you know what? And we're coming to a close. About About two months later, the court told me again, Mr. Dillard, you have to come back to court. It was equally as important. And so by now the boat was fixed. And so I went, I went before the Lord again, same thing. And what happened this time? They said, as a matter of fact, I didn't even tell him I need to go to court. (laughs) That's how good God is. I didn't even tell him I needed to go to court this time. All of a sudden the, the, my supervisor just said, Hey Dillard, we're going to send you to some school. We're going to send you to school. So when the boat goes out to sea this time, we're actually going to leave you in port behind. And that way you can go to school for like a month. So and that's what happened. And of course, I was able to go to court. Why? Because the Lord heard me. I wasn't. I humbled myself before God. Principle with the Lord. Right. God resists the proud, but shows favor and grace to the humble. I humble myself. He came through again and again and again, like he always does. Okay. So on that note, remember, God is great and he is our king and he is faithful and he will always come through. Always trust in the words of the Lord over the words of a man or a woman or a human. If you trust, if, if you trust in the Lord, then he will deliver you. And on that note. I love you all with the love of the Lord Jesus. I love you. I love you. I love you. I do. I do. Always remember, right? Submit yourself unto the Lord first. Then resist the devil and he will flee from you. Until next time, aloha and be blessed.